And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. Hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to our last show before Christmas uh, and New Year's. I'm Tony Gizmoni with Casey Wilson. We've got a lot going on today, including some last-minute holiday baking pickup tips. Is that what I, is that? A, am I saying that right, Casey? Yes, you are. And so this is, if you haven't had time to bake or to make a trifle, we're going to give you some great picks, starting with English trifle, and it's not your mother's trifle made with jello. Okay, I like the sound of that. We'll also catch up with uh, Chief Winemaker Daryl Brooker from Mission Hill to talk holiday wines in particular. We're going to get a little mini master class on his legacy series, which make for great gifts, and you can still order them and get them delivered on time for free. And John Weber joins us in a special interview to talk about Orofino Winery. It's a continuing series of interviews with BC Wine Personalities presented by Valley First Financial Services. And I can't wait to ask him about the Passion Pit. Yeah, strange name. Good story, though. Uh, and coming up next, Steve Moriarty. He's the wine director of Save On Foods. We're going to find out if he's ready for the Christmas crush and the New Year's uh, rush. So we'll get an update from him and talk all things VQA wine from Save On Foods. All that and more coming up next on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey side, Save-On Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BC VQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save-On Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. Tony and Barb Holler, owners of Poplar Grove Winery on farming in the Okanagan. The thing we've probably learned most is that the weather is never the same from year to year. And you have to adjust your farming practice according to the weather God gives you. It's just the way it is. Patience to wait for your grapes to mature and nothing is on a schedule. If your grapes need to develop their tannins and their sugars, you have to have the courage to wait. Enjoy the results. Join the wine club at poplargrove.ca. The Modest Butcher Restaurant at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery in West Kelowna is ready for the joy and confusion that this upside-down holiday season is sure to bring. They've got your takeout covered for every occasion with a brand-new menu featuring your favorite modest dishes from 2020. They've even added some brand new items designed for the nights when you just want to stuff your face with pizza and wings. For all you need to know on ordering, check out modestbutcher.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show today. Uh, well, we're only about a week out. Uh, everybody's getting ready. Everybody's getting provisions, and our first guest uh, has a lot of them. Steve Moriarty is the wine director at Save On Foods. He's back uh, to talk Christmas and New Year. Steve, how are you? 
great. Good to be with you folks. Yeah, great to talk to you. I, I know it's a it, it, traditionally it's a super busy time of the year. Is it is it more or less the same this year, or is it is there a difference? I, I think that, that that the whole essence of Christmas is it's got a little bit of a I, I don't want to say a tinge to it, but there's a little bit of a a hint that that it's a little different this year. You know, we don't have you don't have the consumer I would call a mad rush to hoard and to stock up and to pile as much groceries as you could into the buggy like we've seen in past. I think people are a lot more disciplined and a lot more, uh, I, I would call it work-like approach to making sure that they have the right amount of uh, food. I think that, uh, that, that the whole home entertaining uh, component, of course, has changed drastically this year. It sure has. Yeah. And uh, I want to talk to you about choosing the white wine, the right wine. And one thing I find interesting uh, about men <laughs> is if you go into a wine shop and somebody says, can I help you? They say, oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then they kind of sneak around five minutes later and say, you know, maybe I could ask you a few questions kind of thing. Is that really the well, way it is? Absolutely, Casey. I, I think you've been hanging out in our wine department. <laughs> um, absolutely the case. And, and I would say the majority, if not all the time, um, a lot of people are reluctant sometimes to ask for advice or ask for ask for hints, and not everybody has the the built-in wine knowledge that you and uh, Anthony have. But I think that 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 whenever we get a chance to talk to any of our customers, I think real quickly they find out that our philosophy about selling wine is more about what the consumer, that particular person, likes rather than what they should buy, and we have a lot of fun with that. Well, the employees that well, save on wines. They actually help you. Well, you know that's our that our philosophy is a little bit different. is is about It's about helping you buy wine that you enjoy, rather than a wine that maybe you should enjoy or maybe pairs better with something. We 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 talk about the experiences being our priority. So we just want you to enjoy the wine that you're most comfortable with. But people buying wine. I think they have a responsibility also, and we've all done this, and not just wines, but in bookstores. Oh, you know, I heard about a book. I think it's on the bestseller list. I don't remember the name. I don't remember the author, that type of thing. So I think people should take a picture. You know, if they taste a new wine at a restaurant, they should take a photo and, you know, bring that in. It's so easy now to do that. We get a lot of customers that come in and they say, well, you know that wine that they have at that restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> and we go, well, we, we can probably help you figure that out. But that's a great idea, Casey, great idea. And, Tony, you know you've yeah, got to be one, specific. Yeah, the one with the purple label just doesn't cut it. Uh, it's really hard to figure that out. But, yeah, take a picture or, uh, you know, even if you're reading about one in a book, just snap a shot of that the name and the region and uh, and they can help you out of course you specialize in uh, in only bc wine bc bqa wine uh, by the way uh with a massive selection steve and and uh, there's going to be some sales uh, we've already seen uh, already some sales over the holidays uh and i've been looking at one you've got a rosé on sale it's absolutely ridiculous uh how inexpensive this wine is from uh, uh, Okanagan Crush Pad. Tell us a little bit about, because it, it, it has a special brand name called called Ramblin'. Uh, yes, well, this, this particular rosé is actually our best-selling rosé uh, for three, more than three years running now. We've had a, we have a tremendous relationship with Crush Pad. We like the way they naturally put wines together. This is an unfiltered, uh, unfiltered rosé. It's got a it's got a really easy to approach. It's not. It's a semi-dry, 
semi-dry rosé, and it's got a really easy approach. We find we find a lot of consumers who maybe not, or maybe just experimenting with the rosés when they drink this particular rosé, they find they, they find this is an amazing entry uh, opportunity to to understand a little bit more about rosé. And quite honestly, um, we sell an awful lot of it, and of course, right now we've got it at the lowest price that we've ever had it. I believe we're selling it for twelve dollars and fifty-nine cents a bottle, and then on you top are, of that, you we've got our discounts on top of that. Yeah, I just figured it out roughly ten percent off if you purchase more than four, and then another dollar twenty-five uh, if you buy twelve, another twelve bucks. So uh, it's it's roughly, folks, it's roughly about thirteen dollars off. <laughs> I, I know. So there you go. Really, really, we can't afford to do that, but it, it's part of a promotion that we. We really said that we wanted to do it this time of year. And quite honestly, um, I went out and bought a case of Rambling Rosé for my own personal use. There you go. Well, I like, I mean, I like rosé with turkey anyway, so it's a its a natural fit and it's a big saver for folks. So if you're in the store and you're looking for a rosé, twelve fifty nine a bottle for the Okanagan Crush Pad Rambling Rosé, that is a hell of a deal. Uh, many more wines are on sale, though. I was... I was wondering about uh, sparkling wines. Have you got a favorite for the holidays, Steve, that you will be breaking open? I noticed that you've got the Sipes on sale as well from Summerhill, which is a, I think it's a great kind of wine for the holidays because of the Riesling base in it. But uh, how about you? Well, you know, Sipes is, is, a, is a great go-to wine in our household, but uh, Stoneboat is, is one of our one of our kind of hidden gems or the one of those wines that kind of, Kind of secretly sits in the corner that not not a lot of people have heard about or experimented with, but we have a special yeah. affinity for Stoneboat, and we really, really, uh, generally appreciate this the Stoneboat uh, sparkling wine. You know, there's there's a, a, so many other ones that we, we we like, but I would I'd say that when you talk about Sipes and you talk about, uh, and I brought up Stoneboat, I think that right there, there's two of our favorites right off the bat. And Stoneboat's twenty dollars without any discount, so that's a really good deal. I've always found yeah, that yes, I've always found Stoneboat sparkling wines to be very, very good value for 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 the price and and for what you get. Well, that you know, they're a small family winery, and they're located on uh, what some people would call the middle bench or the gravel bench uh, on the Black Sage uh, on the Black Sage bench. So in the middle, not on the valley floor, not up top, and. Uh, uh, I remember being in their vineyard, Casey, with Pedro Pera when we discovered these limestone-coated rocks after we had dug a big hole, and everybody was in shock because uh, that's the holy grail of, of uh, you know, growing grapes on. And you taste that in, the, like, this stone boat, bubble boat has that minerality and freshness, I think, that makes it so attractive. So, you know, every wine has a story. If you can tell that story to people, it, it, that's another great way to sell wine, I think. And I think, uh, uh, tell people who Para is. Well, he's Pedro. a, yeah, he's a soil scientist from Chile, and he, he was working, actually working with Chris Coletta, and then he, over at Okanagan Crush Pad, and then he took a tour of the valley uh, to look at some different sites. And so uh, on that day, there was a big revelation down there on that gravel bench. That's where Michael Barche is, and uh, and a lot of wineries are growing fantastic wine down there now. So, And most of it's available at, at Savon, which is uh, good too. Are you stocked up, Steve, uh, like ready for the, the rush anyways? You have plenty of product? and I, I think we're positioned better this year than we were last year. There's a uh, the way the the way the industry is positioned right now is there's a tremendous amount of uh, 
of, of very good quality wine around and we we have uh, we're loaded and we're ready for it and you know we've got uh, again we've got uh, wines from Vancouver Island all the way to the to the Shuswap area and yeah. everything in between everything in between and and you still have some of Casey's favorites they come in large bottles called magnums oh I love magnums uh, in fact, we have we have a few more this year than than usual. Uh, the guys were telling me that they they managed to, to source a, a couple more varieties in in the magnum size. So Casey, there's uh, there's uh, a good selection for for that particular purchase. When you bring out a magnum, it's already a party. <laughs> there you uh, that, go. Yeah, that's a that's a great way of looking at it. Well, Steve, uh, we've really enjoyed chatting with you this year and uh, watching you roll out these stores across the province and building up your uh, inventories and becoming the number one seller of VQA wine. We hope to uh, be able to do that all next year with you, and we hope it's going to be a, a, a little brighter next year with this vaccine on the horizon. I think it's going to be fun to get back into wine country and uh, to make some of those visits to get in touch with the properties so that when uh, we come back into your store, we know exactly where the place is and who our favorites are and uh, a little get a little bit back to uh, normalcy. So thanks for joining us, and I hope you get some rest and uh, you can relax a bit over the holidays and refresh and be ready to go in the new year. I appreciate that a lot, Anthony. And, you know, we wish our, our, all of our customers the best of the holiday season, and we're hoping that uh, even uh, you and Casey can get the opportunity to stop by and pick up a bottle of the best VQA wine in British Columbia possible. Okay, we're going to do that. And uh, and uh, we owe you a, a non-location too, so we'll try and set that up as soon as we can because we like to be in the store talking customers too and uh, uh, running the show there. Thanks, Steve. Look, Happy look New all Year, the best. Steve. Thank you very much. All the best. Uh, okay, folks, uh, we take a quick break. That was Steve Moriarty, the wine director at Save On Foods. Plenty more coming up uh, next on the show will be John Weber. He's the owner and winemaker of Orofino Winery. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. The upper bench of BC's Similkameen Valley, a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. Here, nestled in a sun-laden stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clos de Soleil Winery. Clos de Soleil blends age-old Bordeaux varieties and a unique Similkameen minerality for wines that are elegant, age-worthy, distinctively terroir-driven. Visit them by appointment or purchase their wines online at clodesoleil.ca with free shipping offered to all BC and Alberta customers on orders of six bottles or more. Celebrate the season with a pair of sumptuous feasts from the restaurant at Watermark. December 24th to 26th from 4 till 9, choose from three delicious dinner options. Then ring in 2021 with a New Year's Eve four-course dinner menu that will get your New Year started off the right way. For your convenience and safety, Christmas and New Year's Eve dinner options will both be available for dine-in or takeout. Reservations are required. Visit watermarkbeachresort.com for full details. The bear, the fish, the root, and the berry at Spirit Ridge is offering up some good times. Like afternoon happy hours, Monday to Friday between 2 and 5 p.m., with special pricing on platters for two and local wines and draft. Brunch, anyone? Enjoyed every Saturday and Sunday from 8 to 3.30. You can even take the good times home with family meals for four prepared weekly to go, from a complete turkey dinner to lasagna and roast beef dishes. For details, including reservations and menus, visit bearfishrootberry.com. And now, a BC Food & Wine Radio Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. 
presented with the generous support of the agribusiness financial specialists at Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. Well, we're super delighted today to uh, have as our guest John Weber. He's a co-owner and uh, winemaker at Orofino Winery in the Similkameen Valley. Uh, John, how are you today? I'm doing great. Tony, how are you? <laughs> well, I'm pretty good. I, I didn't go through the harvest. I mean, I did. I did some work during the harvest, but not the way you did uh it's uh, always that time of the year when you're so busy but uh, i hope you're getting some time to relax now yeah things are definitely slowing down here nicely uh well we want to we we thought we'd invite you to tell our listeners a bit about orofino winery uh i i think a lot of wine geeks know a lot about your winery but i don't know how much the general public knows so let's start with orofino the name where you are how it all began maybe what what motivated you to to start uh in the winery and business? i want to know about virginia <laughs> well yeah we're definitely a team and uh this team uh, they this team we, we moved from saskatchewan in in 2001 we were uh, virginia was a, an rn and i was a a high school teacher and we had just decided that we would like to change things up and um she comes from a farming background and uh so we thought okay let's try to farm something so we, we wanted to work outside together we wanted to we thought we would like to grow something and uh and so we just looked looked west and uh we found this really great property in Coston. We really knew nothing about growing grapes. We knew nothing about the Similkameen Valley uh, and, until we started looking into it after finding this property. And um, yeah, we, we came out here on a beautiful Thanksgiving weekend uh, in, uh, in 2000 and uh, saw the property and put in an offer right away and then, and then quit our jobs in March and moved here in, in 2001. Wow. Um, the, thought, the thought was we would farm. We would, you know, we would we would grow grapes, and uh, um, and that would be enough to sustain uh, a living. And um, and so that's that's exactly that's what we started about started with. Um, I guess from from there we we did grow grapes for a couple of years, but we also kept our other jobs. I started teaching here, and Virginia was nursing, and um, we we quickly fell in love with the BC wine industry, you know, like <clears throat> coming from Saskatchewan, it, it's not a, it's not a very common thing to have BC wine on the table, but um, it became clear that we actually bought a really great property, you know, six acres of, of producing wine, of vines. Most of them were planted in 1989. And, uh, and, and the quality was there. Uh, the people buying our grapes were very happy. And so <clears throat> we took that next step and said, well, why don't we, why don't we grow something here and produce something here and uh, and see how that goes? So, you know, when you say that, I just think, oh my god! Like, I I can't believe anybody could could actually do that and then say, well, let's make some wine. Uh, did you have any heroes or like when you said let's make some wine? Did you even know uh, what that meant at the time? And does <laughs> it look any does it look anything like that today? <laughs> yeah, it's. It's definitely grown from the initial, um, you know, the initial thought and the and the vision. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I started taking I took, started taking some classes at at, at UBC, UBCO here in, in in Penticton, and and I took the viticulture class. And actually, Bill Eggert was my first teacher in viticulture, wow. and 
the first, first day, he said, if any of you guys are planning on starting a winery, you're in the wrong class. You should be in the wine marketing class. <laughs> and oh. that, was, that, was, that was very good advice. It's, very it's, good uh, advice. Uh, and uh, don't tell him I said that, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That would make him too happy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we had a chance to make wine at a neighboring winery um, using their equipment and their knowledge. And uh, so that 2003 vintage, that's what we did. And then we built our, our winery in 2004 and opened up in 2005 with uh, about 500 cases of wine to sell. So our initial thought was that, you know, we have six acres of grapes. We'll make, you know, 800, 800 cases a, a, a year. And that would be, that would be it. That would be great. And uh, I mean, our, I guess our initial vintages were very well received. We sold out quickly, even back then when there was only like three wineries here in our valley. Um, we had some pretty initial good 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 initial success. So, you know, things 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 grew from there. We had had neighbors come to us and say, "Hey, I've got this land here. Would you like us to plant some grapes?" And so that started to happen in 2006 and 2007. And and then uh, yeah, next thing you know, we own three different three properties now and farm 30 acres and uh, average about 5,000 cases a year. You built an eco-friendly. You built an eco-friendly winery. You're in an area that's known. It's I think it's the largest collection of organic uh, fruit-growing uh, acres in Canada. Uh, have you come yeah. to embrace all that as well? Yeah, it's it's definitely something we looked at right from the start, and like our our we our winery and our uh, our vacation suite. Sweets are all certified gold, gold level certified uh, green tourism, um, which encompasses everything about our our business. You know, like how we built our, our winery, um, like we built it out of straw straw bales, which is very uh, energy efficient way to build. Um, it's solar powered for the most part. Hmm. Um, the way we farm is uh, very considerate. We're not certified organic in our vineyard, but we grow. Um, very uh, minim- minimally minimal input. Um, yeah, all those things are very important. And, and it, it, you know, if we were to choose to do other things around here in our neighborhood, uh, I, I don't think it would be quite as well received. But um, it certainly fits the ethos of, of, of Coston for sure. Yeah. it's Well, it's always hard to explain to people <clears throat> about organics, and I'm not going to, but I would suggest that you pick up some of Oropino's mm-hmm. wines, the Gamay, the Rieslings, uh, when you taste these wines, you can you can almost immediately say there's something different about this wine. I'm not sure what it is, but I can assure you that it's it's the the way that it's grown and the way that the land's looked after. Uh, and I think a lot of people are coming to that realization across uh, you know across BC. Casey, you wanted to know something about the vineyards. I did because I love the vineyard called Passion Pit. So who named that? Yeah. Well, that's a that's a, a great local story. Uh, the Passion Pit is about um, maybe about three city blocks away from our winery. Um, it's a ten and a half acre property that we've actually we purchased uh, three years ago, um, and it grows our Cabernet right now. And then we've also got some more Cabernet and some Syrah growing there, which we'll start producing next year. But 
it's a it's a former commercial gravel pit, um, decommissioned gravel pit. So you can imagine all the rocks uh, in in the ground that surrounds these plants. But it was also known as the local makeout spot. So <laughs> like <laughs> there's nice. I mean, there for like multiple generations. It was, it was known as the place where you might go and take your girlfriend um, for a snuggle. So. Um, yeah, so everybody around here knows it as the Passion Pit. It's not something that we came up with. It was it was named that long before we showed up in two thousand one. So, <laughs> but our, uh, yeah, great great site and I love uh, it and uh, great brand. Yeah, our guest is John Weber. He's the uh, co-owner and winemaker at Orofino Winery. Uh, John, uh, I know we don't have a lot of time, but I know uh, I've been so enjoying your new releases of Riesling wine. You have one of the most talked about. Uh, uh gamays in the province your syrah is crazy good too can can people buy your wine Thanks. still and is there any chance to to get it before the end of the year how's how's the shipping working at the moment uh yeah we are still shipping um uh there's still uh we, we generally ship in bc it doesn't take that long to get to your door and we're happy to do it if it maybe it shows up uh two or three days after the order our, our website is uh it's pretty easy to make that happen okay. um right now on a case of wine we'll we'll uh we're donating twenty dollars uh for every order uh to the south okanagan women in need society um just a little bit of a gift give back and, and happy to help out so um yeah we're 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 still working away at it and John, how can we join your wine club, and what are the benefits to joining? Yeah, yeah. There's we've got a collectors club, um, which is uh, something we've been running now for five or six years. It's a really, really good club. The value is really, really good. Um, it's generally two shipments a year. Uh, you get discounts on on wines, but I think the main thing that that our our clients really, really enjoy is that we will throw in on, on 12, 12 bottle memberships. Every case that you get um, of those two shipments of year, a year, so twice a year, you're going to get a vintage wine in it. So um, like this past year, I know the, like we had, um, we've kept a lot of our wines back because we're big believers in, in the ageability of BC wine. So like an 09 Syrah went out, uh, 2011 Riesling went out, um, you know, these sort of special bottles that are we've kept aside strictly for our club members. Mm. Um, there's also uh, a nice discount on uh, sweet uh, rentals. Um, we've got two beautiful uh, vacation suites here overlooking the vineyard, and um, that's also a, a big draw. Um, also, at, at events, we have, we have some really great uh, dinners that we do here at the winery that, have, that, are, that are always sellouts. And um, our club members get first first shot at that, and they they'll take up all the all the tickets generally. Um, yeah, things like that. I think it's it's been very successful. This year has been terrific. You can sign up online. If you have any questions, you can give us a call, um, and we'll talk you through it. But uh, it's 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 great value, and, and uh, we have a lot of members who have just like year after year continue with the the club. So that's a good sign. Well, I think great. the Orofino Gamay and the Riesling would be great on the Christmas turkey table. They would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> perfect. They're perfect. Yeah. Just like really good, juicy, fresh wines that make you want to have another sip. 
that's the that's the goal. John, uh, we really appreciate you joining us today on the show and uh, giving us a little insight into your winery. Of course, Orofino Winery in the Similkameen Valley as you come uh, up to the uh, interior along the Crow's Nest Highway. It's a great way to travel. If not, it's a hop, skip, and a jump over from Penticton across that uh, triangle there. John Weber, owner, winemaker, Orofino Winery. Uh, Merry Christmas, John, and I hope you and Virginia have a great uh, new year. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having us on, and and, uh, take care. Thank you. John Weber, uh, co-owner and winemaker at Orofino Winery. There's more coming up on the show. Don't go away. Casey Wilson's going to take us uh, baking, and we're going to have a quick chat with uh, Daryl Brooker about uh, holiday wines in particular, his legacy series, which make great gifts. More coming up on the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Join us next time for another Spotlight on British Columbia Wineries. Presented with the generous support of the Agribusiness Financial Specialists at Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. This year, be local with Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Find a wine that celebrates local as much as the holidays. Whether it's fireside or turkey side, Save On Foods has that perfect complement to your celebration. Browse more than 1,200 wines from over 180 wineries. The largest selection of BCVQA wines in the world. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection online at saveonfoods.com wine and get ready for a local holiday celebration. It's been a long year. You need a little therapy vineyard in your life. Book your stay at the Inn on the Vineyard overlooking Lake Okanagan and Giant's Head Mountain, sipping the latest releases all within steps of your luxurious boutique-style room. It is the ultimate wine lover's getaway without the flight. Plus, BC Food & Wine radio listeners can save on their stay year-round at Therapy Vineyards. Just enter the code Gizmondi when you book online at therapyvineyards.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Happy holiday. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine uh, Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, I'm pretty happy to have Daryl Brooker on with us, the president and winemaker uh, GM over at uh, Mission Hill, because this is the time of the year when I get all the questions about what can I buy for people, which wine. So we thought we'd have a a session about collectors, or it may be important anniversaries, important dates. Which kind of wines would you buy for that? And so, Daryl, we thought you could come and talk to us about your legacy series because the, let's start with that. These wines are built to to live forever. They are. They are. Yeah. And and you like you, I've been lucky enough to try many of the older ones uh, to see that they do live for a long time, ten, yeah. fifteen years, no problem. So yeah. let's start with the year. If we're talking about twenty sixteen this year mm-hmm. for the Reds, so let's say you uh, uh, you have a grandson this year born mm-hmm. or even a child born and you wanted to wait 20 years, how would that be for a wine like uh, Oculus or Quatrain? Or- 
yeah, I think Oculus, uh, no problem at all. You know, with that Cabernet in there, the Cabernet Sauvignon, the Cabernet Franc, even a little bit of Petit Verdot, mm-hmm. really carries that. Uh, the vines are now 30 years old that Oculus is coming off. So yeah. I, I think that will go 20, 21 years, although legal drinking age is 19. So I guess it's only going to last 19 years. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, one thing we yeah. always do at Christmas is we rate on the bottle. We mm. rate the date. Well, I think it should be, if you're giving a bottle like this, maybe drink before, you know, 20 years or whatever yeah. you think the date would be. I write drink before I die on the back of my bottles for my <laughs> yes, kids to make uh, sure that I see them again, but yeah. <laughs> you, know, you never That's know. That's a good idea. Yeah. Well, what makes a wine collectible? Yeah, first of all, not... I mean, wines are collectible for certain occasions is the way I think about collecting wine. And and some wines uh, you want to put in your cellar for 20 years if you have the patience. Some wines are collectible for three or four or five years. So Mm -hmm. uh, I really collect for occasions and think, all right, I want to drink this with family on a special day or or on a birthday or an anniversary or what it might be. And the longer you want a wine lived, then the the bigger, um, not not necessarily more tannic, but the you know you want old vines. You need varieties that prove that they do age for a long time as well, like Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, but people don't. It's hard to. Uh, I tell people wine's still alive in the bottle, so mm-hmm. the wine is still living mm-hmm. and it's changing. Absolutely. What, what is going on in there in the bottle over the say ten years, and where where would I store that to make sure? It's done right. Yeah, and storage is key because when we talk about aging, we talk about ideal aging. And so if you can if you can store a wine at um, 55 Fahrenheit, 13 degrees Celsius, that's the ideal temperature. But it's not really about the temperature. It's about the range in temperature. And so mm-hmm. the warmer it is, you know, from a scientific point of view, every 10 degrees Celsius doubles the time, uh, doubles the chemical reaction. So yep. the wine in the bottle, you're right, it's living and it's aging, and it's aging very slowly. Uh, and that's all the oxygen that's in the wine and that's captured between the wine and the cork and it just ever so slowly uh, slowly ages that wine Mm. it happens really fast in barrel and it happens really slow in bottle okay well uh we're going to talk about the legacy series so Mm. i want you to introduce that and then you brought a white wine to surprise people right off the bat you can actually (laughs) age white wine too absolutely yeah it's uh so the legacy series this is our 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 top tier it's really what uh you know this is our collector series uh for lack of a better term so when, and I love aging white wines. You know, Riesling is an obvious one, yep. uh, but Chardonnay as well. Some of the longest living uh, lived white wines are great Chardonnays from around the world, whether that be the New World or the Old World. Uh, in what we're talking about in Canada, in my opinion, in, in the Okanagan Valley Chardonnays, you're probably looking at that four to eight years is, is really yeah. the window that uh, for the for Chardonnay. I would say ten now. I've been tasting older ones. Oh, Cause, nice. Because yeah, the acidity yeah. is so great in BC. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Perpetua, the current wine, uh, mm. by the way, all of these wines are available online. There's still time to get them uh, before the holidays. We're all experts in uh, ordering online now. Absolutely. But it'll be the 2018 18, vintage? 20, 2018 yeah. Uh, Perpetua. Yeah, beautiful wine, and that, that easily from vintage. We always talk about aging from the year the wine was made. Yeah. Uh, that's easily uh, got six to, I'm going to say, ten years now that you've convinced me. Yeah, six okay. to eight, six to ten years. Yeah. And let's talk, talk about wrapping. Are you going to wrap that in a fuzzy fur wine jacket yeah <laughs> you know like what i yeah, know yeah. about people when i get uh wine gifts mm. they're never wrapped up yeah 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 and if they, there's anything it's a paper bag so you can take it home right notice yeah. that just when people give you wine gifts that are in the industry absolutely yeah yeah we we've got a series of uh gift boxes for for the wine so as you know they're two bottle boxes and are and these wooden boxes uh no they're 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 sort of cardboard but they're really really nice cardboard boxes oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and, and the other thing is, I mean, we'll talk about the reds, but we also have a series of older wines. We, we keep a lot of these wines in the, in the library. So Compendium, which we'll get to, uh, we've, we're selling 2012 as well as 2016. So yeah. we kept quite a bit back to which re-release it. Which is great. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So even let's say that you got engaged or married in 2012, it's already eight years. So if, exactly. you, if you're going to have a, an eight-year or a 10-year anniversary in 2022, there's a wine you can already grab right now and it'll be 10 years old so you got to look ahead that that's the way you catch up in the cellar exactly and you know we've done the aging and it's been stored perfectly so yeah and, and the wine's stunning so uh you know most of our wines are current release but we do have the old older wine in stock as well yeah, yeah. uh so a nice companion to chardonnay is pinot noir mm. uh this is a wine a lot of people maybe don't know a lot about because it's uh, uh you know it's sold direct at the winery usually that's prospectus. right yeah yeah so prospectus we, we're only making a few hundred cases a year and uh so with Prospectus, we only sell out of the winery, and it, you're right, it is the partner to uh, to Perpetua, to the Chardonnay. And so it's a it's a great aging wine, beautiful. Uh, I, I would put this also in the 10-year range. Uh, Pinot can go longer. Uh, yeah. The style that we're making, I, I think it's really 8 to eight to 10 years. Is this Casey's Turkey wine? Uh, oh, I think Noir. Oh, and, I and the Chardonnay, you could have them both on the table. I know, yeah. I would love <laughs> that. Go back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Do you absolutely. have anything for Tony and I have been doing the show for 23 years? Is there anything <laughs> I could get Tony? Yeah, <laughs> the heaviest bottle to hit me with, probably. <laughs> what she needs. Yeah. Uh, our guest is Daryl Brooker. He's the president and uh, winemaker, chief winemaker at Mission Hill Family Estate. Uh, we're going to talk about these red wines, Daryl, uh, that people will be able to buy over the holidays. Now, 2016 was really, for me, I think it's my the, the vintage I love the most in my time of studying the Okanagan. What, what can you tell us about 16s? I, I also love the vintage. You and I talked about this recently in that uh, I, I was a little slow, even though I was making the wine in 16, I was a little slow to catch on how great the vintage was. And uh, it's not until maybe a year, two years ago that I realized how elegant and beautiful the reds yeah. are. But that doesn't mean they're not long-lived, I think. The 16s will live for a very, very long time. Yeah. yeah. So this trio of Compendium, Quatrain, and Inoculus, what what are the differences? Why would I buy one over the other? Or do I need them all? How does that work? Oh, you definitely need them all. Uh, but the, <laughs> there, there is a difference. So uh, so um, let's start with Quatrain. Quatrain uh, is built around Syrah. So it's about one-third Syrah, the, the 16 vintage. And uh, then you have Merlot and Cabernet Franc and Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, so the Syrah softens wine, makes it a little more approachable. Compendium mm-hmm. is built around Cabernet Sauvignon, so big, structured wine. Mm-hmm. And then Oculus is our flagship wine that we've been making since 1998, and that's that's really built around Merlot. But they're all big reds. Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, so aging them, like I have a cellar. I, I have an, uh, half of my house is underground, so I have a room that's dark with no air conditioning, nothing. It's perfect, mm-hmm. quiet, still. Uh, I think these are some of the the main components, right? Absolutely, yeah. Dark is really important. Quiet is important. No, you know, no direct sunlight and and relatively consistent temperature. It doesn't have to be spot on all year round, but you don't want ten degree swings. Throughout and the you seasons. don't want movement. Too no, much no, movement. No, 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 no vibration and, and things like that. Wilson lives on the hundred and seventy fifth floor downtown in an apartment building. Like, it's okay now to have a refrigerator. Like, oh, yeah. they don't they don't vibrate. You can get them without yep. the it's compressor. It's now called a climate. And I oh, have yeah, one, 179 go. bottle climatizer. Oh, nice, nice. I yeah. went through a lot of it, though. You have a 179 bottle climatizer? Yes, I do. You've been holding out on <laughs> me. Wow. And it's in my will for yeah. Tony. Yeah. And even for people starting out, you you can go to Costco and you can buy a little uh, 40, 40 yes, bottle fridge. You know, I use those for yeah, work, and yeah, they, they work yeah, really well. Yeah, they're great. And uh, so, yeah, the, you don't have to spend a lot of money on a cellar. Yeah. 
well, that uh, sounds a, like a lot of fun to me. Uh, and then you can also, because you also have another series of uh, uh, terroir wines that mm. you can pick and choose, wines that will age like Cap Franc or Cap Sauve. Absolutely. A uh, yeah. little less price for people who are budget mm. conscious or whatever, but many different uh, options are available. Yeah, they're all single vineyard wines and some great, we've only been making those since 2012 and some really good aging yeah. showing through on those. And shipping now, uh, you're at experienced shippers now with uh, at the beginning of COVID we didn't know how it was going to go it's, it's easy for people now to get online and buy wine yeah very easy to get online and buy wine and also uh, no charge for shipping whether it's one bottle or 12 bottles the, the, there wow. won't be any charge at all fantastic and can I ship a wine to somebody else if, yes. if I buy it yeah so absolutely. I can do that yep. way to gift as well yeah you just put in the ship to address and uh, and yeah. yeah that's a great way to gift KC1177 yes I know it off by heart Tony yeah. Daryl, uh, yeah. great to catch up with you. Uh, do you get a break over the holidays, or you? Yeah, I'll I'll get a few days over Christmas. Yeah. You know, harvest. drink some old wine. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Harvest is wrapped up, and the the wines are safe, so it's yeah. time. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you, Daryl Brooker. He's the president and uh, chief winemaker at Mission Hill Family Estate. We've been talking about the Legacy Series. You go online uh, to Mission Hill, and you can order any of these wines, and the shipping is free. We'll take a quick break. Plenty more coming up on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. In the heart of the Okanagan's Golden Mile Bench, Kalmana Family Estate Winery is waiting for you. The tasting room is open for walk-in sales Monday through Saturday with COVID-safe tastings Fridays and Saturdays until December 19th. Their website is also bursting with holiday gift set ideas, but don't wait. Get your online orders in by December 14th for Christmas delivery. Kalmana Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. For tasting reservations and more, visit kalmana.ca. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, B.C. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Location, location, location. If you've made up your mind to finally take that big step and move to the beautiful Okanagan, keep in mind that you don't have to do it alone. The right real estate agent can make all the difference. Let Sean Everest of Remax Kelowna be your trusted advisor as you embark on this exciting new chapter. I'm Sean Everest. I raised my family here and you can too. Visit seaneverest.com and let me help you on your move. And welcome to the Okanagan. I'm sure you're going to love it. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're almost at the end, Casey. Uh, one more segment before we start wrapping. Uh, I've wrapped nothing. Have you wrapped anything? No, and I'm going to start baking first, Tony. Baking. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I'm trying to do a few last-minute stocking stuffers. And uh, since everybody's into baking now, the sort of pandemic baking mode, I'm w- I was wondering if there's a you know four or five things must must have things 
to have around the house when you're baking that, you know, guys like me wouldn't know anything about? Well, perfect for a stocking is parchment paper, a roll of parchment paper. Yeah. And that way you, ke you keep all the pans that you're using and... Uh, you know, you you put the parchment paper on the pants, put your cookies yeah. on it, and, you know, no problem with cleanup at all. I would also um, use a zester, you know, buy a zester. And yeah. I'm just well, wondering... Wait a minute. What, a zester? You mean... A citrus uh, zester. Oh, to, to peel like an orange peel? Yeah, or oranges or? and lemons, that type of thing. Once you yeah. start using it, just make sure that you rinse it well, or rinse your fruit well before you use the zester. And Tony, I need your advice on a wine bottle. Do you think that a bottle, the shape of Gewurztraminer, is better than a, say, wine bottle from Burgundy? Is there more area space to roll out? No, Bordeaux. Pastry? Bordeaux bottle Bordeaux is what you want. Bordeaux bottle. Okay. Yeah. Tall, thin shoulders. Yes, and use that if you don't have if you as don't a rolling have a, pin. Yes, as a rolling pin. Oh, jeez. Okay, I have a question for you because I was in the store looking at measuring cups. And then I thought, well, am I supposed to get metric or am I supposed to get, you know, uh, uh, the other ones? <laughs> <laughs> the cups. Imperial. As opposed to the, yeah, imperial. Well, what's going on? What, well, which they ones usually, do I need? Or? They usually have both measurements on, on um, measuring okay. cups. But what you want to do is you want to make sure you've got a one cup, a two cup, and you want the large one quart Pyrex glass, that could be one of the best gifts you give somebody because you can actually um, mix, which I do all the time. You can, you know, mix batter in there and cookie dough, that type of thing. Very yeah. important to have a baking rack. Very important to be okay. able to, when you take things out of the oven, because when you take cookies out, they'll keep cooking. They're sitting on a very hot pan. You want to get them, slide them off. And so you should buy a... Um, Slider. I'm I'm trying to think of the name of it. You know, where you just it's it's very thin metal, and you just yep. slide it underneath each cookie. And you also want to have. Um, I I use brandy. Like vanilla is very expensive, so I use brandy. Jeez. To um, flavor. So you can drink while cookies. you're cooking. Yes, yeah. and so I can drink. While I'm and, cooking, absolutely. And how how important are these pans? Like, there's square ones, round ones. Uh, like, what what are the basic shapes uh, someone would need or use? Well, everybody uh, will use an eight by eight, and they'll also uh, baking pan. They'll also want an eight by thirteen okay. to make. Uh, it makes about one and a half times, and so that's really handy. And if you want to make anything like in layers, layer cakes, you'll want uh, round pans okay and you'll want two or three of those all right well thanks for that uh i started with that but i i, I don't know that i'm going to have any time to cook and this session is going to be about not cooking but rather of finding baking for the holidays so why don't we get into that and what are what should we start with today and just before we do i want to mention you can buy pyrex glass baking um cake pans or cake dishes dishes yeah. But you must remember to turn the degrees down, uh, 25 degrees lower when you're baking in them, when you set your oven. So if it says 350, you'll want to use it at 325. Because? Because they they absorb. They get hotter? They or? get hotter than metal. Yeah. Uh huh. So just okay. remember that. Good tip. But if you don't have time to bake, yeah. here are some places you can check out. 
an English trifle, and it's not your mother's English trifle made with jello. These are two places that make beautiful, fresh trifle, true confections. And you can buy it by the slice, or they have different, they have a small cake, and they also have a large one that, you know, which is not a bad idea because you're certainly going to have um, lots of trifle left over, and you will love that. Also, Sweet Revenge also has a sponge cake, and it's soaked in Grand Marnier. Most most trifles use sherry, but I kind of like Grand Marnier rather uh, than sherry. So True Convections, they're on uh, Denman Street in Vancouver, and Sweet Revenge is on uh, Main Street for all you uh, hipster shoppers uh, like Casey Wilson. <laughs> and also on Main Street now in Vancouver, Duncan Way in Langley, and uh BC Ferries to Wasson, the outbound passengers can pick up uh, cookies and shortbread and Christmas cookies and fruit cake from Sweet Tea, and that's spelled T H E A. You may have seen them at the farmers market, and they have they have uh, very wo wonderful fresh produce. Everything's made with butter, and they have these pop-up shops that I mentioned, and you can Google Sweet Tea and you'll see the addresses of the pop-up shops. Just make sure to pre-order before you pick up. Okay. Uh, you want to talk about Small Victory Bakery, too. Now, this joint is on uh, Homer Street and Gravel Street, two different locations. Yes, and it's just down the street from me, and what I found that I was so excited about was I love homemade raspberry jam. They make one that's as good or better than what I make, and it's in a one-quart uh, glass jar, which you can divide into four jars to give away as gifts. Hmm. And that's at Small Victory Bakery. They're on Homer Street and also on South Granville. While you're there, you want, might want to pick up a ham and spinach cheddar quiche. It'll probably be the best one that you've ever tasted. And if you want to stop and have something to eat in there, you have to have their avocado toast. Oh, man, I just love quiche. Uh, I'd like to go there right now. Yes. Okay, Tony, I'm going to okay. pick one up for you. Small Victory Bakery at uh, 1088 Homer Street in Vancouver or 370 Granville Street in Vancouver. Now, I wanted to talk uh, briefly about butter tarts because when you say butter tarts, it means, it, I don't know what it means to, but it seems like it means something different to everybody. So let's start there. You're going to mention great butter tarts, but w what is a great butter tart? Well, it's homemade, you know, pr <laughs> number one is a homemade butter tart. It's pretty hard to beat. I'm going to give you the names of some places, but it's all about ratio. You don't want a lot of thick pastry. You want thin pastry, and some people like it um, just with the caramel sauce. I think what I do is I put maple syrup in with corn syrup, and that's kind of my magic ingredient. Mm -hmm. And you don't want you don't want to overfill them. You want so you want to roll out the pastry. You want it fairly thin. And then you you put in the um, filling and bake it for about 15 to 20 minutes. There's lots of good recipes around. And some people like currants in, some people like nuts, and some people like raisins. So whatever you decide. But it it's very easy to make butter tarts. If you don't have time, the IGA actually make pretty good butter tarts. And probably one of the best places to buy them would be at Butter Baked Goods, 
which is at 4907 Mackenzie Street. In Vancouver, yeah. In Vancouver. They also have, uh, they're known for their homemade marshmallows in different colors, and they really are delicious. Also, their Nanaimo bars are very good. And they have mince tarts. Whole Foods also has a very good baking section, and some they make in-house, but a lot of them, they have gone to... Um, Specialty producers? Yeah, specialty producers. Local? Local, and their products are very good. Their Christmas cake, you can buy any size you want. There's even a Christmas cake about uh, one inch thick and three inches wide in a circle, you know, just for one person or or two people. (laughs) Yeah. They have mince tarts, and I don't know if you like ice cream, Tony, at Christmas, but La Glace on West 16th is probably the top place in the city, and especially if you're a vegan. They have an apple fritter, vegan, and a coconut pandan, which is a palm-like leaf that imparts a very herbal vanilla flavor that, you know, a real excellent accent in vegan rather than using vanilla. Mm. Also, they have egg, nog, and rum, candied chestnuts, peppermint bark and rum raisin ice cream okay fantastic well these are uh great ideas folks i know many of us are uh running uh, short on time and on on ideas and uh but you can maybe check out any of these uh places in vancouver and for those of you living in any of the other markets we're in obviously you have your own local bakeries that you can check out uh, for those goods, uh, mask up, be safe, stay safe, and uh, pick up a few goodies. Uh, we could all use to a little spoiling over these uh, this holiday. Casey, thanks so much for that list. Really fun to do, Tony. Now uh, you can get wrapping. I don't know. Do you actually even wrap gifts anymore, or do you just bag them or box them? It's so confusing now. It used to wrap. Now there's so many options. Well, the twins that are, they're now 13, they, I was told two years ago that Amelia would prefer to unwrap a gift rather than pull it out of a bag. So, you know, I changed my oh. system quickly. There you go. So I'm like, you. I'm always up, you know, on the 24th of December till three in the morning wrapping gifts. Wrapping. Yes. Nothing like being a grandmother for Christmas, I say. That's right. It's got to be fun. Thanks, Casey. Well, this is the last chance for Casey and I to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays before uh, Christmas arrives next week. You know, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network is heard across the province, so some of us, like our home base here in Vancouver and Victoria, appear to be destined for a green Christmas. Oh, man, I wish we had snow. But many other cities listening today are already receiving snow and expect a white Christmas. Green or white, Merry Christmas. Now, next week, we have a special show for you called Home for the Holidays. We look forward to spending some time with you and sharing some heartwarming stories from Christmas's past. For those of you listening in Kelowna on AM 1150, we look forward to speaking to you next week at a special time of 1 p.m. on Boxing Day, leading up to the World Juniors coverage. Merry Christmas and a fresh and bright new year to you all. Enjoy the holidays and stay safe. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.